0: Oh uh, yeah, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Showcock Podcast, we're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at Seventh Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 Truce in Kansas City, Missouri. This week on the show, we have none other than Patrick Sanders. How you doing?
1: Doing well. It's doing, good to hear. Doing swell. Um, just had a nap. Uh, ate some leftover pizza shuttle in the mm. car on the way here. It was it was really bad. It was not.
0: That's sacrilegious. That's well. Get off my podcast.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was good. No,
0: yeah, course. by the, yeah, by the time it gets to be leftover, I'll I'll give you that much. Like it was but, but, out, so, room temp. Yeah,
1: it had a while.
0: Some people will straight talk shit on like you know fresh pizza shuttle, and I'm like, okay, you want to be a little more classist, right?
1: You want to go because <laughs> the deals are. Insane. What was it like? Five dollars. You can get a you can get a ten inch or a pizza and a drink and like yeah the, the, whatever the takeout special
0: is yeah yeah no, they throw in a handshake
1: they throw in a handshake well you have to ask <laughs> but um yeah, uh, the whole staff will one
0: know. extra handshake on mine <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> no but no and do you ever get the cream cheese pizza that you can swap oh, out the cheese the, with the cream well, cheese see
1: that's a premium. That's a premium topping. You have to pay extra. No, I'm pretty
0: that. sure you could just swap it out. So, do we? Claire, Claire confirms. Am I allowed to talk? Of course.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, maybe my leftovers would have been a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to. Better luck next time. Okay, I chose the toppings, so it's
0: my fault that they were bad. Okay. Good. We have someone to blame. Best of news. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, are you are you feeling? Agile, like you say, you woke up from a nap, ate your leftover pizza shuttle. Are you do? You, are you fully ready to pod right now? Are you? How is your? What are your energy levels? Like I mean, right now,
1: I feel like the level of energy for podcasting is a uh, is. I feel like you have to eat leftovers before you do a <laughs> podcast. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's either you have to eat some like gross leftover food, or you have to be wearing a tracksuit, <laughs> or both. So. At least you have one of one <laughs> of the two here. I'm I'm ill prepared. I haven't. I I have some leftovers in the fridge. I've not eaten them yet. Do you own a track yet. suit though? No, just the just the pants. I I've got to, like
1: breakaway pants. But do you? I don't know what the the corresponding because uh, I, I know that it's a like a uniform. Are they just
0: like you know the Adidas three stripe or what are you? What yeah, you got yeah. going? Oh,
1: nice. Nice buttons down the side. If you want to, yeah, get mobile.
0: Good. This is great. I don't think I've ever like bullshitted this much at the the top of a show. Nah,
1: you gotta bullshit some. Sorry, folks.
0: You gotta just smash that the uh, thirty second fast forward button <laughs> and uh, see what happens. Then
1: we'll put a YouTube annotation that's like for the uh, beginning of the interview. Click here, and it's like fifty minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> can we do that? YouTube annotations. Can we bring those back.
0: I mean, if you. I mean, if you want to come through and just like I can. Put you on my account, and you could do that yourself. I don't know if I'll really have the time, but all right, yeah, you can you can wild out. Wild it um, out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a good show, underrated show. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen yeah, a, a full out. episode. You've never seen a full. oh.
0: I'm sure it's an experience. It's killer. Is I that if- formative to your your musical interests? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I would say so. Mm. I would say that's that's what I'd like to do.
0: Or are you just lying right now because sort of. I asked that?
1: I'm, yeah, I'm sort of just bullshitting. So <laughs> we haven't started yet. Um, hello, everyone. This is the show <laughs> sponsored by Canada Dry and uh, right. Mango Jewel Pods
0: and uh Cherry Dr Pepper in a big queue.
1: Sips big queue nervously. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I think I made that my pin tweet. It's <laughs> good. No, and then, no, I also, I, I've been having some good Quick Trip tweets lately. If anyone's interested, um, I did complain. Well, not really complain. I just noted how sad I was that the, the flavor syrup dispenser at the Quick Trip on Maine wasn't f- functioning properly for like about a week. And I was kind of low key sad about it. Low key, high key. Did you, did you um, add them, though? What? Did
1: you at them, though?
0: No, but they still replied to my tweet. They're like, "Oh, which which store is it? We have many stores on Maine." I'm like, "I'm not gonna narc on them. Every, like everyone goes through it sometimes." And they're like, "That's fair."
1: Which store <laughs> was it? So that we. Made? I mean, I'm sure they
0: could have backwards engineered it just by looking at my profile and stuff. But hopefully that wasn't the case. And in, but you know, it was fixed a couple of days later. So I'm not sure if I, that was of my doing or not. But
1: that's praxis. That's direct. Action. Hopefully, no
0: one was disciplined due to my, uh, online (laughs) posting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love to post at, uh, corporations. Um, Delta Airlines is one that I've been on lately. Uh, my brother's Nintendo Switch got (laughs) taken off of the plane. Oh no. So he made up a story about how the CEO (laughs) of Delta Airlines, like, took a massive shit (laughs) (laughs) in the back of a plane and then, like... I uh, you just you kind of have to see it. I, I think I retweeted a portion of it. Um, it was was it a thread? Oh, it was a thread. It was the thread of threads. <laughs> a big old thread. <laughs> All right, listen up. Thread. One one of thirty-seven. <laughs> <of the> <laughs> Who? <Whew. laughs> Wonderful. Still bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm usually, no, I'm usually bad at talking. I'm excited about it. All maybe, day. All day, I'm off the dome. Maybe, maybe episode 65 is when I, I really... That's really when you get good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe.
1: Well, you should wait until... They the always
0: day. say like 10,000 hours, but I don't know. Maybe at 65 maybe hours, you just I'm just... Maybe I, I I hope so. I think around 50, they got like a little more consistently decent. So. Yeah.
1: You've got the pod, podcaster's high going, you know, it's kind of like the runner's high. Yeah, show.
0: dude, I'm a I'm little twisted off the, <laughs> the podcasting high right now. Too so pod. My bad. Woo. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, they're proud of you.
0: I, I, I think so. I, th- yeah. I hope so. Of course. Of course. <laughs> got, any, got any Father's Day plans? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, my mom <laughs> asked me uh, to get my dad some CBD oil. For his arthritis
0: You have a cool dad
1: I got a cool Well, okay I was like Yo, dad uh, I could just Like get you some weed <laughs> <laughs> Like you could Like just uh, Honk a, Does it? Does he chief? You could honk some mids And he was like No, I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta I gotta I gotta take drug tests I'm a truck driver And I was oh, like Oh, wow
0: Like this is direct
1: quote Yeah It's it's a direct quote I was like Dad, if you wanna honk some I wouldn't some expect
0: mids, any less from you, Patrick
1: and, and he was like "What? What does that mean? And I was like because he's from the 70s doobie <laughs> and he was like oh no 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 i can't do that <laughs> but uh yeah so i think i'm going to get him some some weed cream mm-hmm. for his hands and uh i'm sure he'll be like barbecuing mm-hmm. you know grilling up some some sirloin or something i don't know we'll we'll see
0: yeah no yeah i don't like the thing mm-hmm. is i don't know if i don't truly know if my dad have has ever uh, honked mids, but... Um,
1: <laughs> See, my parents but, told me. Yeah. My parents told me that they honked mids, and it, <laughs> back in the 70s, it was probably, like, their loud was probably, like, our mids. Yeah. You know? Um, and my mom was like, yeah, we... Actually, I'm not gonna tell this story, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, no. I I hate to I hate to speculate. I don't think my parents listen to every like, pro- definitely not every episode. I don't think they listen too frequently. So I I this is okay. Parody law. Um, this is <laughs> this is fair use. It's an artistic endeavor. Um, any um, likeness. Of- I feel like if my dad ever did honk the mids, it would have been when he saw Bob Marley play <laughs> play at Ku in like the 70s when he was a student <laughs> if, if any at any point it was then so maybe i, I think I'm, I'm planning on asking him in like the next few years like i don't know if i'm completely ready for that conversation yet Did he's kind of yeah. he's kind of like uh i don't know he's just you know very mild-mannered guy very chill vibes yeah i mean he's I, I, I wouldn't say very like he's, he's he's reasonable he's a very reasonable person
1: yeah
0: i think that's where i i get my <laughs> reasonability from is that, is that a word reasonability? <laughs> Wow. Uh <laughs>
1: good. We've been making words, we honking mids and
0: <laughs> So okay, let, let that be a segue. What was your first introduction to music that you liked? Like were your parents showing you some rocking tunes as a child? What what was that like?
1: <clears throat> um My parents I mean, I'm sure my dad was like listening to uh, like Van Morrison um, and uh, what was it? I think he really liked prog rock, but like sticks. Yeah. Like, you know. My
0: dad's big on Rush. I think Rush is one of his favorites. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah mine too. I, I feel mean, like. no,
0: no. Did I say, I, I meant yes. Yes. He's a big yes head.
1: The, yeah, my mom's favorite he does like song Rush, is actually Roundabout by Yes. Total banger. It it's a banger. Like the uh, is that the one that's got the just killer bass in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, they're all just like every prog song is like, hey, every band or every member of the band, can we just go hard mode for a minute? Yeah, uh, yeah. like the sicko entire mode. song, sicko mode definitely. Mm. Um, so I had some of that, some of that that classic rock, probably simmering around in there. Um, but that's
0: nothing you really quite gravitated to. Too quickly?
1: Well, it all started with the the Walkman CD player. Mm-hmm. It's important. That my, my older brother gave me. Well, I, I stole it occasionally. Um, I remember listening to uh, System of a Down on it with those like... Okay, I don't know if these headphones are around anymore, but they sort of like attach to your ear, and then they wrap around a little bit. But okay. they're like... It's like proto earbuds Mm. anyways i was playing super mario 64 i was listening to system of a down as you do and for some reason like 2004 modest mouse where they were like hey we're sailors now like (laughs) we're not cowboys anymore we're sailors uh so i think so your
0: brother could be pissed but also sensitive that's
1: yeah it's nice it's good range what's up aaron thanks um so I, i think the uh I think the uh, trajectory of, like, um, maybe post-punk came out of uh, sort of the Modest Mouse affinity. Maybe not specifically that, like, oh, all float on Modest Mouse, but...
0: Yeah. Well, they, they did some work with Johnny Marr, so I could see how that...
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Surprisingly, though, I was never really a big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like other other formative.
0: Yeah, well, did you, did you have an important first concert that you would have been at?
1: <laughs> um, the first concert I went to, which was I believe in the second grade, was The Fray. Ooh. Uh huh. We and, we love some pop rock. Oh, we love some pop rock. So some soft pop rock, basically. I was consuming trash. <laughs> <laughs> <To the laughs>
0: I mean, you, you did not know any better. And and now I'm sure you look back upon the fray quite
1: fondly. Of course. Um, I never learned how to save a life, nor did the fray. Um, I never learned where I went wrong. Mm. I
0: Sir, lost a friend. Ever been a cab- cable car over your head?
1: Oh, shoot. <laughs> Oh, Death Cab was another one that mm. that, that my brothers and, and sisters were real into. Uh, yeah, I then, definitely did
0: some Death Cab like early high school. That was that was oh, good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, transatlanticism.
0: Mm-hmm. So what what was like your first like main shit though? You know, like this is my favorite band. Like I don't know. Did you have some of that like middle school, high school oh, era? Boy.
1: Thirteenth Floor Elevators. Mm. I don't remember where I discovered that they were a thing. R.I.P. Rocky. Yeah, R.I.P. Rocky. Mm. Was that a few days ago? God. um, That was probably the first, like, band that I was into and thought that I was, you know, sort of, like, cool and unique for it. Mm. Uh, uh, and it turns out I, I fucking was. Yeah. Um. That's why you're here. i mean you know so it goes uh i feel like there was one before that but uh, i would be embarrassed to say it Mm. um i remember like early or or, or late middle school i was really into phoenix because it was like just this this pop that i had never really heard of before and you could still you know be like uh uh uh, cool and listen to it because sometimes they spoke French. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're uh, sophisticated. Yeah, very sophisticated when they when they're speaking two languages. Um,
0: I I couldn't do it
1: honestly. I I, <laughs> I tried earlier on the pod and uh, it's only English. I I don't know how they do it. <laughs> um, boy. Yeah, I, I, I
0: won't. I won't prod you. Anymore for that kind of thing, but so it's it's fair to say you've you've had a pretty eclectic taste for some time though yeah, I feel like whatever I kind of throw at you when I see you, like you have at least some background knowledge of is this just a lot of internet browsing, a lot of like hitting record stores, working at the record store,
1: being online uh. Working at the record store, yeah, mostly because I'll just sit at the desk sometimes, and uh, it'll be like there will be no music on, and people will start looking at me weird. And then I'm like, oh shit, I better <laughs> turn something on, and uh, I'll I usually just like mooch off my coworkers and just go to the YouTube. You know, recommendations Like what they previously looked up mm. I'm like, oh, okay, this is good And then it turns out to be some some real fire And uh, I've got a, a new favorite uh, record for the next week um, I think it was Dakota that showed me This really good Greek post-punk band That I can't find anywhere else But the one YouTube video, I'll have to, I'll have to find that again. Mm. Link in the description. Link in the description. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay, so is it often, like, like, I always, I am kind of interested in, like, how frequently, like, YouTube or, like, Spotify or whatever is being used in store versus, like, actual records, like, on the turntable? Like, what, do you end up doing a lot of internet stuff when you're in there?
1: I do tapes and internet mostly. Mm. Excuse me. Um, I think it's just because I'm lazy. I think everyone else in the story will will do records and like have them on display and everything, but mm-hmm. um, for me, I'm like there's either nothing that I want to listen to or something very specific that I want to listen to that I know we don't have. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go to Spotify. I'm gonna go to YouTube, or you know, something like that. Uh, and then. Um, so basically, what I'm saying is, my whole taste in music is uh, based off of uh, an algorithm, yeah, designed by Google. Yes, shouts out to Google. This podcast,
0: <laughs> send us some money, please.
1: That'd be cool. Google AdSense. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, um, I guess we could get into, I don't know, um, I don't know, like how, like deeply, like. You would say you pride yourself on knowing local music, but like what were some of your f- first like favorite like local music moments, like bands and like shows you saw? What would you say? Like around, when did you kind of start to become aware of like Kansas City music?
1: I think it was I think it was when I met you actually at Come and Go. Wow. It was like 2 years ago maybe. I can't remember what the specific show was um, because there were so many was that last summer or was that the summer before
0: last? Last summer I was well. I moved in in like September, or October of seventeen, and then out a year later hmm. after last summer.
1: Yeah, I didn't really have an end to the the shows, or I guess I didn't really know that they were going on because um, I was a little a little baby, and I was just like staying at home, but. uh
0: to clarify, I didn't know that Patrick was going to say me when I asked him this. So, just for anyone listening, I'm that was not to be self indulgent. Totally,
1: <laughs> <is>. <laughs> I was paid to say this. <laughs> no, really, though it was. Uh, uh, I didn't know that there was a, a scene that was uh, uh, actually, you know, actively going on. Like I didn't know anyone um, at the time, um, and I'm really. Like digging to try to find, uh, try to remember what show that was. But I think it was one touring band that was the that was the the summer
0: might have been Web and Mock Identity. I what do what remember happened last that one. summer? It I was HaHa ha that played in like July from Texas. I
1: do remember. um uh, uh, we
0: stayed with Royal Brat Was sick
1: Oh that was killer
0: uh, Scrunchies Yeah Yeah They were yeah. That was a really a good bangers.
1: show Royal Brat was terrible. Still like Top 10 I would say Especially I don't know I feel like It's really hard to get across um, <clears throat> uh, Vocals On a I guess what I'm saying is, uh, some drummers aren't very dynamic, so they play really loud no matter what. And vocals <laughs> on a on a low power power amplifier doesn't really soar over yeah the drums, but like they were killer, they were loud, and uh, I heard pretty much everything. It was
0: oh yeah, and they like they're like for not being like exactly like, a melodic punk band. I guess you could call them kind of melodic, but, like, their melodies are just, like, very intensely good and yeah. dynamic and well thought out.
1: It's so yeah.
0: Shout out to Royal Brat. Yeah, Royal Brat. And that that record is, like, one like one of my favorite punk records from last year too. so... Eyesore, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen to that shit. Royal Brat, Minnesota. Bandcamp. Eyesore.
1: Also, scrunchies. I, got their, scrunchies. I got their record, and so that's a good recording. Um, I think that was a self-titled. I don't. Maybe it could be, could be sacrilege. But, um, uh, oh well. Uh, uh, Bennett's stuff Mm -hmm. is some of the. Yeah, had had you
0: known Bennett kind of previously to come to shows? No, okay.
1: Mm -mm. Um, but yeah, I realized I'd seen him. I think I saw Nightcrawlers was one of the first notable shows I had seen, and I'm pretty sure it was Nightcrawlers. Um, but I was like, "Oh, okay, this is really cool." And then I saw Bennett again, and then I saw Bennett again.
0: <laughs> you are like, "Oh, you're in all like, these bands? Oh,
1: wow, this is this is cool. I like this." Um, yeah, so uh, uh,
0: oh, yeah, and I, I think you're it, it, it's cool though because, like, even knowing this now too, that like you you kind of were just first digging into local music like last spring and summer. But the fact that your knowledge of like local experimental and like ambient and electronic music has already kind of eclipsed mine in the brief time you've been learning about it is very cool and exciting to me.
1: I owe that to um, Tim Hart, Seth Davis, uh, Sam Jones of Nightblooms, mostly, I think, uh uh Sam Jones because he would host um he would host uh Sean Hansen just playing the organ like every Saturday um and uh at the Night Bloom shop mm-hmm. excuse me NIP. um <laughs> uh yeah but uh then I I I sort of uh I don't remember who I met first I think it was Seth uh who started inviting me to more and more shows and um, I was really into the sort of uh, noise jazz that they were doing Um, and that's that's really come a long way like the the improv stuff and then it was only recently that I saw like those the two things that I had recently discovered uh, sort of come together um, and I'm seeing like more and more that these things are, are being booked together. Inside. It's kind of
0: becoming a more kind of cohesive scene of itself.
1: Yeah. Without losing any of its, uh, any of like the, the, what made it special, I think as well. It's just like, uh, more bodies are <laughs> in the audience. Um, yeah, it's really, it's cool.
0: always a good feeling. Yeah. Bodies, bodies <laughs> watching hear the... audience hearing
1: watching. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't what, what do you think
0: makes the scene special though what your
1: oh what makes the the Kansas City music scene special
0: or oh, like this kind of experimental noise oh. scene particularly
1: well it seems like um in most scenes there's something that like people are specifically responding to that's in very close proximity to them um, and with the Kansas City music scene or uh, experimental scene, it's kind of all over the map. There's a lot of freedom with uh, uh, what people are interested in doing. So um, I would have never guessed that there would be a Thomas Kincaid. Uh, but I don't think anyone would have guessed that there would have been a, a, a an ensemble put together for for Tom, in the name of Thomas Kincaid. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, uh, existing in a space that's not necessarily responding to a lot of uh, experimental work, as such, um, allows people to be maybe even more weird than they would be. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it's
0: kinda yeah. When there's like not so much outside pressure to be one type of thing, like yes. people are just like oh. If no one really cares. I might as well do this crazy idea I have. Yeah, that like it's not like I'm gonna be making money anyways, or like <laughs> playing huge shows anyways. I might as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that is cool. No, yeah. If you do want to explain briefly the the Thomas Kincaid series,
1: um, it's still like it's still hard for me to understand mm-hmm. uh uh exactly the ethos behind it i do know that um tim hart took a liking to the landscape painter uh thomas kincaid who uh as i understand it had a sort of like factory uh approach to selling art for homes yeah no
0: i i never i never like i googled his name after i saw all these posts and i'm like oh that's that like painting i print i saw at the thrift store 5000 times <laughs> yeah yeah so it, no like, yeah
1: it, and going into that uh uh i only vaguely knew who he was but it was through like people being like oh yeah he's awful like he's a he's not a real artist yeah. and uh things like that uh, so I was so like, tim's
0: kind of pushing the listener to reconsider or yeah, like yeah. engage with someone who does produce art in like a factory kind of mode
1: yeah i would say so there's a lot of like uh the language that he used in the score for or not the score the uh the um program was that he was trying to reproduce a language that was being created by like uh by the process of gazing into a landscape or painting a landscape, he was trying to recreate that with the scores. Um, uh, So I'm not sure. uh, I don't really read music or uh, understand um, uh, much of anything really, but I would say that it came across really well uh, in the, in the performance itself. Um, Big success. So yeah, there
0: was like a like a performance with like a dozen of his dozen. collaborators a recently. Duo a duo tet A duo And
1: but he is is he still like releasing new recorded pieces of it or? Oh, I think he. I spoke to him recently, and he said that he was waiting a little while to do some recordings of it. Because mm. um, I had his score. Um. And I gave it back and he was like, yeah, I think we're waiting until August to do that. Right now he's working on, um, oh, Ralph, uh, I think it's pieces that are similar in a way, but they're in the, the style of uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Uh, so in some way informed by uh, transcendentalist philosophy. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but. If it uh is anything like uh Thomas Kincaid, it's gonna be some fire. And uh yeah.
0: Right. And so you're you've you've written a bunch already about the Thomas Kincaid series and Tim and Seth and all these other kind of experimental musicians in Kansas City as part of the column you've been doing, Acid Seven, on shuttlecockmusic.com. dot com. Um but yeah so and the name comes from a Japanese uh psychedelic act from like was it the 70s or
1: 80s. Yeah, early early 70s I believe. Mm-hmm. Um one of the first like psych noise acts that I could find. Um I got really heavily into uh, PSF, um, psychedelic speed freaks, and the the PSF Sampler, which is a compilation of um, uh, noise recordings from Japan, uh, and it's like High Rise, uh, PSF, uh, Day New Day, and I think that Acid Seven is is. I don't know if Acid Seven's on there. Uh, they're really hard to track down, though. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I think I found, like, one song Mm. by them, and I really, I really enjoyed it, and I also kind of really enjoy the mystery surrounding a lot of Japanese noise music, so I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good name. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna go with it.
0: Mm. No, yeah, and you had been showing me that group, Danu Day, which, uh, like, one member, like... (laughs) Like well no they were all like kind of communists and one member just like had to flee the country at one point no he like stole a plane and yeah. fled to North Korea
1: Yeah so he he stole he stole a plane uh in the name of the uh Japanese Red Army which was like a, a guerrilla uh militia sort of weird communist Faction that I think was uh, had religious associates. I don't, I don't remember, but um, yeah, he hijacked a plane with a bunch of other like minded folks in the Red Army and uh, drove it. He flew it, he drove it all the way to, <laughs> to Korea. Um, yeah, and he's still in North Korea, actually. You can find like a website that they've set up, and uh, yeah, I guess they're just living on an island that has like internet access. Um, and they'll post on, like, this collective Twitter every now and again, and they're like, Japan still hasn't uh, granted us asylum yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're still in North Korea. <laughs> um, so that's pretty baller, uh, and nobody can find the lead singer of the Day New Days. So... Uh,
0: Japanese psych artists, generally cool people. Freaking rock. <laughs> um, I'm sure you can message Patrick if you'd like any recommendations. Link you in the may... description.
1: <laughs> yes. Put
0: together a playlist maybe.
1: <laughs> Hit me up on uh, Letterboxd. <laughs> Wait, that's movies. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. I'm like, oh did they do movies too? Are they <laughs> <laughs>
0: multimedia collected? I wow. do
1: uh restaurant reviews for Letterboxd.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See all your favorite albums on Yelp. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, dude, I read, uh, side note, I did read a cool article recently about this, like, restaurateur slash chef, like, somewhere in California, I think, that, like, intentionally got, like, thousands of people who ate it at his restaurant to give him a one-star review just to, like, fuck with Yelp as Baller. a company, and, like... He's, like, massively successful because of it, and everyone, like, kind of got, like, saw what he was doing, got behind him, and apparently, like, the food is, like, still really good. So they'll, like, leave a positive comment, but give it a one-star review. (laughs) So shout out to that guy.
1: Yeah, shouts Uh, out whoever you are, wherever you are. Um, Yelp, I'm sure that the the folks working for Yelp, great people. Um,
0: Yeah, send us money.
1: Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'd like some Yelp money.
0: No, but um, that is not actually the approach I want to take with uh the Sherlock Hawk Podcast's iTunes, like, Apple podcast page. So just forget what I just said. Give us five stars and a positive review, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not as cool as that restaurant, dude. Uh,
1: three and a half stars. <laughs> really disliked the, the
0: Please, portion. Yeah, like, I'm all about, like... Like critique and like journalism and all that. Don't get me wrong, but if you leave anything less than five stars, I'm gonna be pissed. So if if you need, if you have the urge to be honest in your review of the podcast,
1: bad don't vibes. don't do it. Absolutely bad vibes. You, you can't you can't bring that energy into this space, you dude. Know? I'm all
0: good. I'm all about good vibes, bro. All about
1: good vibes. All about good vibes. Uh, <laughs> five stars. Um, even if it's just, uh, just for the vibes. Even if I haven't been there, haven't listened to the podcast, I'm going to hand out five stars. Because you know what? That's going to align somebody's chakras. Um, their pineal gland is going to be open. Um, and they're really going to be ready to give back, you know? That was bad. You done? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah. no, yeah, Asset 7 has been really cool so far. I think I, I, like people on Facebook, Whenever we really post a new one, I, I've seen nothing but positive reactions, a lot of love reacts, a lot of wows, a lot of likes. Um, I know Mazzy shared it and a bunch, of, a bunch of other people were stoked on it. Love you, Mazzy. Yeah. And so, the, okay, can so there's been, have there been three so far? Or are you on the third one? Yeah. So the yeah. first one was kind of an introduction to yourself and like kind of the topics you would be covering, and then some just kind of general recommendations, I think.
1: Yeah. And the second one was the Kincaid show, and mm-hmm. that sort of branched out into its own thing. And then the third one.
0: It's a part one of your ambient history series.
1: Which is really hard because you can. With, I mean, as with anything, you could literally put a pin anywhere on the map of of uh, the history of of music and say, "Yeah, this is where ambient came from." So I sort of just decided to start um, at a place that's generally accepted to be like I. I, uh, I know I, I missed a few uh, composers, uh, which I'll probably. Discuss, but like it, it ended up being a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. Um, but I think, I think it's interesting, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with it. Mm. Probably I not every month, but maybe every other month, I'll toss something because I still want to cover local stuff. Yeah, as the as the main, uh, the main entree um, of the Acid Seven Five Star Michelin Star. <laughs> Experience, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Fantano, ten out of ten.
1: Ten out of ten. <laughs> um, basically, yeah. That's yeah. I'm basically the swans of, um, I'm not the swans of anything. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you done?
0: <laughs> we done? Uh, but yeah. So, and if anyone hasn't read. Uh, the first three entries of Asset Seven Yet, I highly recommend it. It has been a pleasure to edit and publish. I'm excited about it. Uh, but another mode of your writing right now is you're, you're doing poetry, mm-hmm. and you um, and some other folks at Revolution Records have been running the 8th Street Publishing Guild,
1: yeah, which yeah, is like yeah.
0: a DIY um, poetry publishing... Organization, group, collective?
1: Yeah, so we try to... I mean, we, we, we keep a website with rolling submissions, uh, and we generally ask for um, avant-garde pieces or mm-hmm. experimental, like, poetry pieces, which is sort of in line with all of our interests and, like, what we ourselves write. Um and i think it it came out of like a desire to uh uh perhaps uh <laughs> selfishly see more of that um or at least give voice to folks who may uh already be writing that um but we also uh we also do like a, an annual uh uh anthology that's mm, it's submission based but it's also like if you're published on the site then you're considered for the for the anthology so we'll be uh we'll be considering that soon submissions are open by the way that's been a lot of fun um where yeah, can people submit a
0: website yeah what's the website oh
1: goodness um i, I <laughs> uh link in description 8th street Publishing. Just Google Eighth Street Publishing Guild. Don't It'll do that. You our oh. SEO is garbage. Oh, we, it popped uh, up for me. I, did I, think, it? I think I found it earlier. All right, Google Eighth Street Publishing Guild. You'll find it. Um, our SEO is impeccable. We've got a guy for that. Um, as you do, as you as one does. You love to see it. Uh, hmm. We no, do yeah, readings but, every month. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, those are at Revolution. Those are, those are at Revolution. Uh, Stephanie Eckerman came to the last one and read some some straight fire. Um, I'm hoping that uh, everybody you know comes back around because I'd like to hear more of what people are 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 writing in Kansas City. I didn't even know that Stephanie was was uh, uh, writing in that in that mode, but reached out to me and said, I think I've got some, some stuff that you would like. And, uh, needless to say, we all really liked it. It was a very good time. Um, and we'll be doing it again this month. Although I think Natural Man is on tour right now. I think I just
0: got back, but. No, I think, no. Okay. Warm Bodies just got back. Natural Man's about to go out, I think. Yeah. No, yeah, but yeah, be, be ready for the Natural Man LP too. That's yeah. going to drop in the next month, I think. Is that a so, split LP? No, I think it's just them.
1: That's cool. Yeah. It's really
0: cool. Yeah, I think it's called Living in the Chemical World. I think that's what it's called. It might oh, be beautiful. on Lumpy. I'm not sure. But it'll be out soon on their Bandcamp.
1: Mutants Against Nuclear yeah. Waves.
0: Mutants for Nuclear Waves. For Nuclear Waves. Even better.
1: Subversive. I love it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, they're, they're killer.
0: Okay, so wait. Okay, I think I unless I misread it, it said the collect the the guild started in 2013. Though is that
1: accurate? Yes. So that was probably before I was even in Kansas City. Uh, Evan, um, I think it was just them. Yeah, Evan. Evan started uh, putting out chapbooks just of poetry, which is like the equivalent the poetry equivalent of an lp mm. uh uh in 2013 when they were living in Lawrence um that was helpful for me i'm not very literate <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry no no no
0: like that was helpful
1: uh uh yeah so um they started doing that in 2013 i think i met them in 2016 uh and i was it was like sort of a chance encounter because we were both looking to read the poetry that we'd been working on. Um, And the link that uh, was, was providing that for us was Sam Jones of Nightblooms. who was like, Oh yeah, y'all need to to meet each other. And we just sort of ran into each other at like key coffee or something. Um, uh, And then we, started doing readings every month. I think we've been doing that every month since then. Um, And then last year we decided to sort of formalize Eighth Street or use it as a way to um, uh, publish our work. Because it it started as like a way to retain like copyright without being like copyright Patrick Sanders, um, you know, because that's not as cool. Um this is marginally cooler. Yeah. Um but yeah, we're we're excited to see where that goes. I'm actually making some some flyers for for 8th Street tonight. So we'll see how that uh that turns out.
0: Nice. Okay, and is there like a a certain day every month that the the reading is that people Usually for? the
1: 3rd Friday, I believe um if you check the Revolution Records Facebook page, yeah. we will have the date listed, but I'm pretty sure it's the third Friday. I'm not very organized. Uh and I, I'm usually not the one who is left with the responsibility of, of booking things. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the third mm. third Friday.
0: Right. Or oh, No yeah, and so I guess I don't even Like, I am very much not of the poetry world, so I don't really know how to ask exactly. But what would you say, like, I know it it is kind of avant-garde and surrealist is, you know, a couple words on the the 8th Street site Mm -hmm. that are describing it. So, like, like, how would you describe what some of your work in that realm ends up looking like?
1: Um, is
0: there any kind of themes or imagery you end up with a lot or what kind of topics you get into?
1: For me, there's a lot of, uh, things having to do with, um, time recently. Uh, and like by time, I mean like condensed, uh, like a moment or something, Mm. you know, is uh, treated as like a whole uh landscape of of things between you know persons or uh, a single person uh, uh i'm not used to describing it not in not in uh writing uh, yeah but <laughs> um uh i guess Dreams are a concern for a lot of us. We we write surrealist because um that's probably the closest association to what we do. We don't really like to align ourselves formally with like the the surrealist movement because they were a bunch of assholes, but um for the most part the concerns I think are 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 the same, so uh Strange happenings, uh, dreams, um, I guess, and not even necessarily like intoxicating, uh, altered states, but, um, sort of, uh, looking back on how, uh, uh, strange a moment actually was or something like that. I I tried to, tried to not butcher that, but. No, that um, makes sense. The, well i think the best piece that any of us have written uh has actually been evans uh it's called cantos and it's it's uh loosely based off of Ezra Pound's cantos but it's with a k uh and it's it's a history of Kansas City basically through poetry um and essentially it's tracing how the city has changed with the advent of the automobile and uh uh redlining and blockbusting and just uh really good capital decisions that have pretty much shaped the the the, the present landscape um and it does that without being dry it does it with being like a, like a, somebody's uh looking over on the on the city. Yeah. Uh as as all of that is occurring. Um yeah, so I think that's that's probably the coolest.
0: What what teenage. were like some of your first like experiences with poetry and like are there are there any particular like favorites or kind of more inspirational writers to you?
1: Um Emily Dickinson was the first that I was probably really interested in and I still am. Uh, cause she liked to sort of interrogate uh moments in the way that that i I still do um I would say somebody like william Blake uh, has been somewhat formative i guess in just the belief of of what you're doing when you when you write. Um anything really. Like a musician could read Blake and uh find something that they really like in it. But mostly mostly um Emily Dickinson in, in terms of not in terms of like uh style or like formal considerations, but more concerns. Um I'd say that's that's been really foundational. Um and then Right now, it's like uh, I would say Robert Duncan is where I'm settled at. He's like an, uh, he was a a gay, anarchist, uh, sort of occultist poet. Uh, So he ticks all of my boxes um, and wrote just uh, indescribable poetry. It's killer. Lincoln bio.
0: Hell yeah, <laughs> no yeah, but um, and no, uh, and you do
1: have uh, some chapbooks available on the Eighth Street site, right? I do. Uh, they're four dollars, five dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you see me in person, just ask for one, and I'll just give it to you.
0: And um, did you bring them to the the reading nights?
1: Yeah, I try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cool. yeah. I just put some together. We make them by hand. That's that's another thing that I should mention about the the press. Um,
0: Is it just kind of out of necessity, or do you just appreciate having
1: a hand-bound book? Kind of both. Mm. Uh, when you order book, like I have done, the whole like uh, Amazon or Lulu or whatever, mm. um, and they just don't look good. Yeah, they just they don't they don't look good. They're very cheap, but they they look like butt. Um, and I'd rather just do it. With me hands
0: Yeah
1: So it's been a lot of fun Sweet Takes more time But It's cool
0: Yeah And um, I don't know Have there Are there any Other Kind of revolution records Happenings Or like Events Or updates That People Like So the store has Expanded to offer More books
1: Right Oh yeah We're a, we're a, a Full on Bookstore now Um yeah we we got a very large collection of books that we still have not gotten through um in the last uh 3 or 4 months um we have been uh filling the back room that used to be like discount records uh those are still there they're just under the regular racks but uh, yeah so the bookstore is the the back room basically, and we've got some we've got some some veritable fire books back there um
0: I think I saw a fifty cent book last time I was there you I was did. very tempted to you did, purchase yeah. that and might yeah. have to go back for that
1: yeah i'm waiting on the gucci main book
0: oh i mean you can you can borrow my copy sometime if you'd like hell yeah
1: but yeah we've got fifty cent we've got uh we've got uh pretty much i think everybody that I just mentioned. We've got all the
0: important authors: Gucci Mane, Fifty Cent,
1: Gucci Mane, Fifty Cent, Emily Dickinson. Yeah, you only have to the essentials: read those three, and oh, and Steve Harvey's self-help books.
0: <laughs> Love it. I, I, does, I hope, maybe maybe he's got his mustache secrets in there.
1: Mustache. Oh yeah. You, you gotta hope so. You gotta get the wax. Um, yeah, actually, I don't know the contents of any Steve <laughs> Harvey book. I I just know that I I really don't. Want to know anything more about Steve Harvey? Because I, I feel like every time I've gotten a peek of like what he's like, I'm just like, mm. he doesn't like the gaze, Like uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't be uh, telling me how to help myself. It's just you me. never know. <laughs> That's none of my business. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happened to Kermit sipping the tea? Uh, can we, can we, you know, we have the shorthand, uh, uh, the tea, you know, the tea spilled, but why can't we ever take it back to the roots and just see people posting old fashioned Kermit sipping the Lipton tea? I mean, I'm sure it'll
0: like, you know, the nostalgia happens so quickly now. I feel like that, I mean, in a matter of years, maybe months, it'll it'll move back around. I
1: think I'm bringing back, uh, Kermit sipping the tea um because I was never really into uh, sort of the 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 shorthand version of it, so maybe it's like you know just me being a, a bitter about you know a Kermit just sort of disappearing into the background as this uh as not an integral character <laughs> in popular culture but um uh yeah I'm bringing him back mm-hmm. um I'm bringing back Gangnam style. <laughs> I'm bringing back
0: Oh dude it's sick um I watched like it's it's very like it's 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 kind of hit or miss but the the Hassan Minaj show on Netflix it's kind of like the John Oliver style thing the news comedy show he has on Netflix he did one recently that was on like I think corruption within Okay I'm I'm forgetting I don't know if it was the uh, I think it was like Corruption within, like the use of like, oh, what, what are they called? It's like a some kind of capital fund that a country, um, uses to like divest from like oil. I don't. Hmm. I don't. There's there's some like three letter abbreviation for it. But, I should know that, but I, I don't. Yeah. Nevertheless, these these very like corrupt like people running these wealth funds like love like all like in all these guys like in Asia and that part of the world like they they're very often seen like partying with Psy or like bringing him like paying him to come to their huge parties that they throw with all of this like very questionable wealth and I'm like oh wow Psy is like still chilling
1: he is like still counting up see I had no doubts that Psy was always big chilling behind our backs <laughs> But like, yeah, Stateside, not so much But
0: yeah. I mean, there's, you, there's more money out there
1: You drop some fire like Gangnam Style <laughs> um, And you can just act like you don't know nobody really? Honestly That's uh, probably
0: what Riff Raff aspires to
1: Yeah, if, if I could drop Gangnam Style today I'd be out
0: <laughs> Good, Goodbye 8th Street Publishing Go. Right. <laughs> drop that one yeah, sorry. viral hit Opa Gangnam Style that's that's what they say. <laughs> uh, that is what they say. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but is is Revolution still doing uh, the People's Market
1: as well? Yes, every month doing yes. the People's Market. There's some free stuff. There's some free food. You can bring in your stuff to donate if you don't want to take it to, uh, you know, uh, or if you just have stuff that you haven't, you know, clothing items or uh, you know practical household goods. The really really free market. Uh, we'll take your shit and we'll, um... Give it away. Yeah, give it away to folks who need it pretty badly. Um, uh, or you could come in, get some food, talk to some organizations. I know the DSA is usually there. The IWW are consistently always there. Um, Food Not Bombs is always there. They provide the food. Um, not the bombs. Not the those bombs. Are,
0: those come from elsewhere.
1: yes. Those uh those come from tactical, uh surgical, um Raytheon. Raytheon. Raytheon's That's, always yeah. repping
0: at the the people's market.
1: Right? More like uh Gaytheon. Did you see oh, their nice hey branding there. that No, uh, they go in Pride Month? They're, they're going, going they're going Pride Month. That was not a slur that don't take me out of context there. <laughs> um uh I will like that later clip <laughs> uh no Raytheon has uh put rainbow flags on their on their their logo, so we can have um i think it's a good thing queering imperialism it's <laughs> <That's> good <laughs> it's it's a really normal world that we live in
0: yes, we love it um are there any other like routine happenings At revolution
1: I'm forgetting?
0: There are like the first Friday shows usually. Yeah, those are like kind of free donation based shows.
1: You always got a keg at those shows. It always gets dried up. But uh, this next first Friday, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna load up two kegs.
0: Ooh. No, and it's that one's gonna be a Planned Parenthood
1: benefit. Uh, we had the Planned Parenthood oh, benefit. Thank you to everyone who donated. We raised like three hundred dollars. Nice. Uh, so that was epic. Um, I definitely did a Fortnite dance <laughs> after that. Uh I'm not sure what this one is. I don't I don't know if we've really booked anything. It could be another Planned parenthood benefit, which would be also epic. I would do another Fortnite dance for that. Um but I'm not sure. Uh we've we have some uh, there's a show on the 22nd booked and it's uh, Harsh Noise. Um I forget the name of the act. Uh Check the check the FB for details. Maybe there will be a link in description. Word. It's harsh noise from Milwaukee. Nice. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty baller. I'll be. Oh, there. is that
0: lower tar? Is that the one M- Emily's booking, or is that oh, no, no, no? no. Uh, okay.
1: Jason Jason's a booked it. Okay. Uh, yeah, look out for it. But you check, should go to both of Facebook. those because those are gonna be really baller.
0: Sweet. Uh, So I think I also wanted to ask you about your own music. Um, You recently dropped an album through Mother Russia Industries called Golly. It is (laughs) under the name Pinkish Sundress. Uh, Tell me about Golly.
1: I wanted to make uh, pop music. And I've been wanting to make... Sort of synth pop for a little while, um, but when it comes down to writing lyrics um, i just i can't i can't write lyrics for pretty much anything i don't know why uh, you know, your your poetry skills don't cross over do no you they feel really like- they really don't. So there there is some some production on there that I'm really proud of. The the lyrics are kind of silly. Uh I could probably name uh, I think there's like five uh, bands that I'm that I'm ripping off very heavily. Uh and I could probably name them all. Mm-hmm. So if you like Shoo, Shoo <laughs> if you like uh if you like John Mouse, uh if you like Brian Wilson, uh you you might you might like it um, if you like doing the fortnite dance just if you like you. <laughs> if you like uh hitting the dab like uh like the kids uh do when they win a battle royale on <laughs> on fortress night um <laughs> need you cool up, cool patrick yeah I'm sorry <laughs> um yeah i was happy with that it's a nice short record uh i might be doing something Similar to that in the in the future, mm-hmm. uh, the three people that listened to it said it was real good. So we'll um, make
0: that four. I think it's really good.
1: Thanks, yeah. appreciate no it. <laughs> Gas up hour. Uh,
0: but yeah, um, there is like one, like you know, the, it is kind of sparse lyrically, but there is like one, like kind of verse that happens. It's a guest verse from Oh, Socket. Socket. Yeah, Socket. And, and that's also someone who publishes through 8th Street, or at least has yeah. before, right? I don't, I don't know this person.
1: Damn, you're going nardwar on us right now. Oh, no, <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sakith uh, is on the title track. Um, is incredible. We've been working on... A project for a really, really long time. It's called Botany.
0: How do you guys know each other?
1: My roommate um, went to high school with him actually, mm. and uh, he started. I mean, he's always been really interested in 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 hip hop, but he started rapping three. I want to say two or three years ago. Um, and uh, at that time, I had Ableton Live 9, sweet. Um, and I was like, you know, we could just, like, rip some, some uh, lo-fi, chill hip-hop beats to to study to, and I, I you could just rap over them. So we did that for, like, a record. Um, I think it's on his SoundCloud. He might have taken it off, but... If you look up Saketh, S-A-K-E-T-H, on SoundCloud, you'll find some, some really good stuff. I don't, think I, was, I don't think I've worked personally on any of them. It's mostly just him. But uh, we are working on something that's really... Yeah. Botany, the project. Botany, yeah. Hopefully that'll, that'll come out uh, at all. I, I we, so. we haven't worked on it in a while. But yeah, that's also the best part of the album. Um, my album is my, the best part of my album. Is Sucketh, uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Sucketh. Shout out to Sucketh. Love you. Uh, no,
0: yeah. There's, there's like I, I didn't catch all of it. I, I should go back and listen. But there is like a bar about Steve Jobs. I think is did I mishear that?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, ooh. No pressure. Yeah, I think he, I think he, uh, used, uh, he talks about CEOs a lot <laughs> and like, you, you know, yeah. he has the same uh, attitude towards CEOs as I do. So, uh, in jest, he'll throw out, uh, a CEO's name and yeah. we'll sort of, uh, uh, riff on him a little bit. So it's some, some experimental leftist hip hop
0: is what's happening.
1: Kind of. Yeah, kind of. But he's, <laughs> he is one of the best writers that I know, um personally. Uh, and he, he graced me. The, I, I do want to say one thing about the lyrics on, on that record as a whole. I listened to, um, Die Lit three times in a row.
0: No, yeah. You're telling me how, how into the new Cardi
1: you are. I I was so, so into it. And the, the night that I was going to do the vocals, I was going to have like a writing session, but I was listening to Die Lit earlier in the day. And, um, Something in me switched uh so I, I i just listened to it um more times, and i was like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna run through the album i'm gonna do some vocals, and it's not gonna be nothing's I'm not writing anything down um and I got interesting <laughs> result- i'm not as good as uh, uh, uh even Playboy cardi when he was Starting out yeah, lyrically, but like, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the spirit of the ad lib. Yeah. I think is what, is what I, what I picked up on. God, God to your ad libs. Oh Party. my God. Wonderful. Every time I, I hear something and it's just like, he's just like ASMR, like, yeah. and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cardi, like that sometimes. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, and uh, previous to the Pinkish Sundress album, you had released um, several tracks and a couple projects under the name Pico, Pinko Sandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this just like a change in moniker, or do you see them as kind of different styles, different projects of
1: yours? Uh, I don't know yet. I was sort of... Um I didn't really like the first record that I made. Uh art critique. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't dig it. It no longer exists uh, other than I think one person downloaded it. Um so for archival purposes maybe I'll dig that back up. But yeah, I think it I think it is different um although I think maybe the main difference is that I'm not drawing so heavily from uh, John Mouse. Like it's not as explicit that I listen to a lot of John Mouse. Mm. <laughs> I listen to John Mouse and Shushu. Okay, right. I don't.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't really <laughs> remember much of like I, I definitely listened to Art Critique at least once or twice, but I did just listen to Procedural Belonging, the EP. You'd released.
1: Oh yeah, and that S- that one is like definitely a little more
0: ambient than the Pinker Sundress stuff for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- actually the next thing that I'm gonna probably release is is ambient with uh, Claire. Actually, we're working on some stuff nice. in that, like uh, some ambient improv sorts of stuff. We're passing stuff back and forth and. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be out soon. Sweet. And Botany.
0: And I, do, I did want to ask about the um, I Want to Sit on That Door single, which has the, is it like Gaddafi on yeah, the yeah, cover? Yeah, yeah, that's, I, that's I, Gaddafi. I I'd I'd meant to ask you about that previously.
1: Yeah, so I can't remember if I had already made the song or not, but I was at a friend's house and we were watching an Adam Curtis documentary. And um, I think I was intoxicated, some sort. And um, there was a scene of uh, Muammar Gaddafi, and he was uh, at a press conference, and I see in the background there is a fully uh, upholstered padded leather door. (laughs) Uh, And I held it in. I held in the urge to say, like, Hey guys, I wanna sit on that door <laughs> because the scene had already passed. Yeah. Um but I think the force of the desire to make that stupid joke was the was the, the reason that I told myself I wrote that Yeah that really silly
0: song. Yeah. Um no, sometimes you you know, you gotta make a song out of it instead of like making a joke out of it, making you gotta, a fool out of yourself. You gotta you gotta tweet it, you gotta do you know you have to turn it into more of an endeavor than it's for the drafts yeah <laughs> ooh I, i'm i would be very interested in seeing your drafts
1: patrick oh my <laughs> yeah we'll have to well, one at a time <laughs> uh but yeah um you've
0: also done like i don't know if You've strictly kind of just worked on your own projects, like engineering wise. Is there any, has there, have you recorded anyone else? I I know
1: you've recorded some Dead Dad's Club material before. Yes, that's in the vaults. Yes. Um, We've got like, I've got like two songs ready that sound incredible. Uh, I have recorded Socketh. Um,. I did that with uh, actually kaleidoscope Maddie and Hadiza are my neighbors nice. so we uh sometimes will'll we'll pool our our resources and by resources i mean like space and equipment together and uh work on stuff so that that's a lot of fun um I've done mastering for a while uh so there are like odd jobs that I've done um. Audio mastering for, not like production or anything. I'm really bad at mixing, but mastering's fun. Um, what what is that 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 project called? Uh, Emily Otis, who's in town, is a is a folk uh, singer in the vein of um, Angel Olsen, etc. And I think it's I think the record is just called One Big Body. I mastered that, um, and it's really good. Uh, it was already good before I mastered it, but. Um. Yeah.
0: Hopefully it's more good.
1: Yeah. Hopefully I I don't go back and be <laughs> like ooh.
0: oh. Yeah. Um. Is you play bass live in Dead Dad's Club? Do you guys have any
1: like shows or are you working on anything together right now? Not at the moment. I'd like to. Um. Uh. I know that Alice is playing solo. Uh. She's doing. Something solo, I think, in July. Um, but nothing, nothing on the table as of right now. Word. I am, however, in a country band now.
0: Oh yes, I was going to ask about this too. Is yes. it? Uh, it's the
1: Hellfire Club. the right? the Hellfire. I've Club. heard whisperings of it. Heard whisperings. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. We have only had one practice. Uh we officially have a full lineup now. Um and it's you, Mitch, and Promise and uh Wait, it's me, right? Promise, uh Brooke from Lover Girl and Amanda.
0: Okay.
1: okay. Of of the pod. Amanda of, yeah, of
0: sitting down talking about it—the yes. number one comedy talk podcast in Kansas City—hosted oh, on
1: the Shuttlecock Podcast feed. Vote uh, five stars because
0: yeah, don't don't give us five stars for the Shuttlecock Podcast. Give us five stars because you love sitting down talking about it yeah. with Sophie Hart and Amanda Roseman.
1: That's true. That's that's my next pod stop. I think as I'm going to bother them and oh yeah,
0: about. you'll do the the little the circuit the mm-hmm. Shuttlecock
1: podcast. I'm on a pod tour. <laughs> <laughs> um stop yeah. one kansas city stop <laughs> two kansas, kansas city. city it's all kansas city um, but yeah so we're gonna have some some country coming your way oh yeah so you have
0: the country band your solo stuff project with claire project with socketh potential dead dad's club stuff is there anything else people need to look for from you Fit a lot of bases here.
1: I know. I think that's it, actually. Um,
0: Every one of your creative endeavors,
1: <laughs> all of them. Um, I don't know. I'm getting. I'm getting kind of good at making flyers. So maybe if you see one of my flyers, just be like, "Hey, uh, I saw your flyer. It was decent, and I'll I'll feel warm inside." But other give than Patrick
0: that, a compliment. Yeah. I, Commission him for a flyer.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I'd love to make a flyer for somebody. Uh, I feel that that's a very pure uh thing is making making a flyer. I'll do it for free, y'all. Uh, Adobe Creative Suite. Yeah, you you should you should
0: ask Patrick for five dollars and a flyer. Yeah, like, maybe will, he'll give it to you. He'll <laughs> actually, give it to you. <laughs> I might try and mug you after <laughs> we're done recording. That could be fun.
1: I will. I will. I will uh, <laughs> definitely cooperate pacifist
0: oh boy <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I think that's all of what I wanted to hit um, people can follow at shuttlecock mag on Facebook Twitter and Instagram visit shuttlecock to read all the articles including acid seven Patrick's experimental Kansas City music column um, visit shellcockmag.bigcartel.com to order t-shirts photo zines and buttons from us um the Tim Buchanan show is happening this Sunday, so this might not be out yet, but if it is, go to that show at the Snake Tank details on our Facebook. On the twenty second of June 2019, we have Creeping Death, Fuming Mouth, Hammerhead, and Tremenda Venganza at Sister Anne's Records for an early show that's you know show up at six PM. It'll be over by nine, nine thirty PM. That'll be a very rockin' death metal and hardcore punk gig. Uh, and stay tuned for more shows being announced this spring and summer. Um, yeah, and rate and review the podcast. Only five stars Only is allowed. Only, Only good vibes. vibes. Uh, listen to Sitting Down Talking About It with Sophie and Amanda on the feed as well. Incredible Make sure you, s- you subscribe there. wherever you listen. Great vibes all around. Patrick, where can people find you and your work on the internet?
1: Oh... You know, I'm I'm on Publishing dot com. I'm on uh if you wanna read my poetry, my bandcamp. I just go to Mother Russia Industries and and just waltz around in the in the releases you'll find me eventually. Um but you should definitely listen to everything else on there as well. because uh, it's absolutely killer. Um uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't remember it's at
0: Pinko Sandy on
1: Twitter. Yeah, that's it. A lot of great posts on there. I they call me a poster. He's, um, he's a poster, folks. They call me the Great Gatsby. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm going to end it on that personally. Uh, that's a good place to end it. Yeah, Great Gatsby.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for being on the show today. Thanks Pat. for it having. It was it was a pleasure. Yeah, it's
1: an absolute pleasure. Whew.